Hello and welcome to a another special episode of WCCF Talks. Uh, big news, big news, it's literally just happened. Microsoft have bought Zenimax Media. You may know them as Bethesda and every single company with alongside them. So, yeah, massive news. It makes Microsoft the biggest console publisher yeah, in the world. So. By far. So, uh, yeah, we'll let Alessio just start us off and then... I, I know Keith's take, so I'll I'll mention that later, and then we'll all talk. So Alessio, go ahead. Yeah, I mean this this came out of the left field. Although to be fair, I think I recall uh, there was a rumor not too long ago about this, but you know it was one of the rumors, those rumors that uh, uh, didn't seem to have a lot of substance, and you know everyone thought it was impossible, but <laughs> it just happened and. Uh, Microsoft is paying 7.5 billion dollars in cash, which means uh, um, no shares or anything like that. So it's just uh, you know pure pure money. Uh, I mean, they've and got of the course, money. yeah, and like uh, like Chris said, that they have become huge now. I mean, uh, Microsoft has been chasing. Uh, Sony for a long time when it comes to quality content, quality exclusive content, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone, everyone in the industry said that it was the main reason uh, Sony still had the edge within the, within the PlayStation 4 generation, and of course the the Xbox One generation in terms of uh, first party output by Microsoft was quite disappointing overall. You know, with a few exceptions. Uh, yeah. Like uh, perhaps Gears uh, 4 and 5 were pretty good, and also, of course, the Forza Horizon games, but there wasn't a lot of great titles. And uh, now, you know, within a couple of years, they have bought, uh, I think, uh, perhaps 14 studios. How many? Yeah. I mean, we'll the, the total about number. That's Keith's idea, but yeah. Yeah, the total number of studios, it's, uh, I think Eternal Studios is now 23, because they have uh, 343 Industries, Compulsion Games, Double Fine, Inksile, Mojang Studios, Ninja yeah. Theory, Obsidian, Playground, Rare, The Coalition, The Initiative, which we haven't seen anything yet, Turn 10, Undead Labs, World's Edge, which is uh, dedicated to yeah, it, the main thing is like the new ones they've like id software a massive deal in itself bethesda games soft like bethesda software not the actual publisher again massive um arcane makes wonderful arcane, games yeah arcane as well I'm, I'm forgetting about arcane but could we see a dishonored 50 i don't know but and also tango and yeah. also then Max Online, so also Elder Scrolls Online and the new game. So it's I get the feeling I get the feeling Zenimax Online will be the name will change very shortly. <laughs> It'll probably yeah, just become probably. Bethesda Online. So yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of great IPs, you know, from Fallout to Doom and Elder Scrolls, of course, and uh, uh, Dishonored. Uh, I mean, a lot of great franchises. Prey, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, Wolfenstein. right now it's. Uh, you know, for all of Sony's uh, 
Sony's great efforts to make uh, wonderful exclusives, uh, you know, until recently. With uh, I wonder if this is like too. this is why Microsoft haven't shown anything because they just knew this was like they thought, you know, what we've got some news that's coming out in about two weeks. We we don't need to show anything. We're just going to blow anything Sony says out of the market, out of the water. Uh-huh. You know what? I think that's a good point, Chris, because we've been speaking a lot about how uh, Microsoft and Sony have been playing this game of chess, trying to outmove each other, yeah. trying to play chicken with the pricing and the announcements and stuff. And now we come to this, and Microsoft left it to the last moment, the day before pre-orders open for the Xbox consoles, and they just slap you with this. They say, we're going to have the Elder Scrolls, we're going to have the Fallouts, we're going to have Doom. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Like, so- this is... Yeah, We've never seen a publisher acquire another publisher which is also big enough to have its own E3 conference, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's... Well, this is the thing. I, I literally just said that. Um, I know Alessio made the point that no, like Microsoft I've, haven't ever done anything this big before, but no company in the history of the video games industry has ever done anything this big before. Not is this only... the biggest ever acquisition in terms of like cash money? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. In terms of uh, actual cash money, yeah. You've probably looked at big acquisitions in terms of um, companies merging. I don't, again, yeah. that might not be correct, but even this will probably actually outshine them. It's just mm. the size and scale of everything from the number of games to, yeah, again, just everything. It's, it's insane. Uh, I am quite curious. Um, it was just put online that obviously this deal now means that Microsoft have got to publish um, two timed exclusives for the PS5. Which of those two? Yeah, that loop and uh, uh, the other one was, uh, uh, I think, uh, ah, Ghostwire, right? Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So nothing massive. <laughs> yeah. Not, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's not a um, so. The reason I was thinking that is because, in reality, the real IPs are Doom, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, Fallout. Yeah. To a lesser extent, Dishonored and such that. But in reality now, Microsoft is has exclusive rights to Doom, Elder Scrolls, Fallout. And this, yeah, they've won. <laughs> they've literally won mm. in the list of games. Game Pass, which you've just done a video on, Dave, has now become infinitely more valuable. Yeah, yeah, and of course the the press release uh, highlights that. Uh, you know, so Bethesda's future games are going to be on, on Xbox Game Pass the same day they launch on both Xbox and PC. So of course, Starfield will be a, a, an Xbox and PC exclusive, exclusive, and the same goes with Elder Scrolls Six. This so. is insane. It's um, it's a, it's not a death blow to Sony, but it's... Oh, of course. It's kind of, uh, I think, yeah, of course it's not a death blow, but uh, it's it looks like uh, Microsoft might gain the upper end, you know, in the oh. coming future. This is a move to... This is a move to focus the industry. Like, it, if it wasn't any more... Like, in the terms of video game publishing now, you've just lost a company that... I would have said 10 years ago, I really, really liked Bethesda as a publisher because they took risks. I say, but it's now focusing it all into Microsoft, and Microsoft have got the money to take risks. And to be fair to them, I suppose they took a little bit of a risk with Sea of Thieves and such as that. Maybe we'll see some more branching out. 
Um, yeah, actually, uh, now that you're mentioning that, uh, you know, in the in the blog post by uh, penned by Bethesda, Pitains, for example, uh, he said, and I I'm quoting him. Yes, it's a big change for us, but after taking a minute to absorb the magnitude of this acquisition, we're going to continue doing what we know and love, making great games. We're going to keep trying yeah, new things. Yeah, said. they they may they he may need to change that line because they haven't made a great game recently. <laughs> Let's no, not on. open that kind of was absolute dog shit. Yeah, kind so, of. So, um, but but in in fairness, in fairness, let's let's uh put all this into context because like we're, we're you know we're throwing around um all these names of games and publishers and stuff that, yeah. but what we're really looking at is like how, how does this factor into our console war, so to speak? Um, well, a lot of people that buy PlayStation consoles don't do it exclusively for the exclusives. No. You know, they do have a lot of third-party games they play. And when it comes to quality third-party titles, I think most gamers look to Bethesda for games like Wolfenstein, like Fallout. Um, Fallout, Doom, Elder Scrolls. I mean, and, those are three of the biggest yeah. IPs in gaming. Yeah. And we, 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 we know, we're pretty much assured that the PS5 timed exclusives will still be PS5 timed exclusives. They still will fulfill their end of the contractual yeah, they, Well, bargain. they are contractually obligated because uh-huh. Sony could sue the living hell out of them and get yeah. a hell of a lot more than they're I, worth. I do wonder if there is an extra layer to this game of 4D chess that's happening right here. Is there a possibility that somewhere down the line Sony decides that losing out on all the Bethesda games is too much of a gamble? And then Microsoft says, hey, we will publish these games on your system eventually if you let us put Xbox Game Pass as a service on there or something along those lines. Because we know that in the past, Microsoft have reached out to platform holders like Nintendo, like yeah. Sony, to try and put their subscription facilities on their systems. Uh, this could be a really big bargaining chip, you know? Wait, th- this is to be pretty fair. convincing. Yeah, this last generation, it was Sony. And as much as I like Sony, Sony were the holdout like refusing crossplay and everything along mm-hmm. those lines. Yeah. So like the bargaining chip of you see these massive IPs that sell millions of copies on your console. Yeah. You know, which is generating you tens of millions a year. You may want to just think about that. You can still have Absolutely. them. But and I'd it's a strange one. The bargaining chip again it also means if game passes on the on the PlayStation like Sony will get a thirty percent cut, but mm-hmm. is it worth the amount of games, yeah. the lost, the lost revenue from games, other games that would sell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The worst part is I don't underestimate any of this from Microsoft's perspective. Sony, I, I worry about, but from Microsoft's perspective, we've already seen them publishing a lot of games on Nintendo Switch, like Ori, the second Ori game, just the other yeah. day. So I really do think Microsoft are in the business of having their games on as many platforms as possible to drag people into their services you know yeah it's it's like it's like i said in the xbox video that i published the other day i got xbox game pass for pc and now that i've now i know it's such a good service and xcloud and other things are building on top of that now i'm looking at getting a series x yeah when you add this to the mix (laughs) and and when you compare that to what sony's offering right now with their playstation plus collection of games that you have to have a ps5 for but they're all old oh my god yeah, oh my a, God. this is. Uh, I honestly like. I'm. I'm now a slight tangent, but I'm currently thinking of 
football at the moment. This is making me think like this is a this is a massive loss for Sony, and now they're going to just dip into the transfer market. I wouldn't be surprised to see Sony suddenly be like, "So, uh, you're a big company. How yeah. much do you want?" It's like I don't think they'll go for Ubisoft, EA, or anything like that. But you may see. I wouldn't be surprised if they started looking at companies like Devolver Digital and things like that because there there are some good names out there. Yeah, um, actually, that's that's a good point. And if you if you take a look at uh, recent uh, statements from uh, Sony executives, they they haven't really closed the door to any potential acquisitions yeah. because. Of course, uh, just a few months ago, I think, uh, they purchased Insomniac, so they are absolutely keen to acquire more more talent. Yeah, yeah. If they can. It's a strange one. It really is a strange one. Um, Same as I said, it's not a a death blow to Sony, but this is a massive shot off the broadside. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And what I I was, uh, uh, you know... uh, thing is that uh, I think the industry is going towards a bit of a consolidation between uh, not talking about of course the smaller players like indie companies but more like the mid-sized and the big publishers, the big uh, publishers really really huge ones like uh, Microsoft and Sony can acquire the mid-sized ones Hmm. It's uh, very much an entrenchment Uh, both the companies are entrenching they're drawing people into their battle lines and like everybody everybody talks about the console wars but this shot makes it actually feel like there might actually be a console war you're going to see playstation with an artillery shell no i can see you dave but yeah it's it's a strange one yeah, the, it will be interesting to see how Sony reacts to this, uh, you know, in the near in the near term. Uh, whether they they make some comments about it, whether they uh, showcase something new, even though it yeah. perhaps they they hadn't planned to do that yet. So it's uh, to, it's an interesting one to look at. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be one of those things. I mean. <sighs> Do you think we'll see any more deals by Microsoft or Sony? Uh, Microsoft, uh, I really don't think so, at least <laughs> seven, for a while. Seven and a half billion is big. How about you, Dave? Yeah. Oh, I think I can see Dave, but I don't think it's. <laughs> don't know if you can hear us. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a strange one. Uh, I. The worrying thing is, and I mean, let's talk about Keith's take at the moment, because um, I know he just posted it because he can't join us right now. But here we go, Keith's take. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, uh, I'd love to go on, on about it, but uh, his take is he hates the move. He, he's, we are in an acquisition war. This theoretically could be the start of an acquisition war. We don't know about that. Uh, Microsoft's buying up market share rather than letting customers make their own minds where they want to go. And then he just finished by saying he's cancelling Microsoft Game Pass, fuck Microsoft, and I'm out. Which might be excessive, but okay. So, so, so my opinion on uh, on, on on Keith's opinions is that I. 
do think I do think like we've also we've already said this is a massive thing. Um is this gonna start an acquisition war? I'm honestly not sure what Sony could acquire to compete with that. Yeah. Ubisoft? So, nah, too big. Yeah, they yeah, are, too probably. much money. Too much money. Um, Sony doesn't have that much cash flow. I yeah. <laughs> they, well, they yeah. wouldn't be able to buy it outright with cash, but probably sort of merger deal, maybe. But I, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think if, if uh, Sony really want to do something to compete with this massive deal, they're gonna have to again do something more than offer a whole bunch of old PS4 games with PS5 owners. Oh, because yeah. because if we look at like. Xbox All Access, we look at that single subscription fee, uh, you will get a console and you will get every game published by Microsoft and Bethesda for the next two years minimum. Hmm. What can Sony do to actually compete with that? I, In I reality, they, all they can do is think about buying a, a, a few mid-tier publishers. You... Maybe... Maybe THQ Nordic? What do you think? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's, that's more in the realm, but also... <laughs> Okay, not trying to be harsh to THQ Nordic. There's yeah, it's good not games quite AAA uh, yeah. tire of quality. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what, where I was going with that. Yeah, they like THQ Nordic. You'd be looking. They've got Metro. Um, yeah, Metro. <laughs> no, no, they've got Metro. Yeah. They've got a lot of good. They've got a lot of good IPs there. It's Dark just Siders. That, yeah, of course, Darksiders. It's it's yeah. a strange one. It really is. In reality, thinking about it, actually, the closest you could look at would be Sega. Sega would make... But the thing about Sega is um, a lot of their big IPs now are not console. They're on the PC. You've got Football Manager, Total War. Um, Of course, you've got Yakuza bringing that back into the PlayStation Fold as an exclusive. Maybe. Um, yeah. Also, I they, think. Oh uh, no, Square think, Enix. There you go. Mm, That's the one. Mm, Square Enix. Mm, what do you think, it, uh, Dave? So, um, you know, when it comes to buying up an acquisition which is equal to this scale, I honestly just don't even know where to begin with this. Yeah. Uh, like it is too e- big. I think. Even if they did throw money at someone like Square Enix, it just seems absurd like just from the perspective of uh, buying the ips just the value of the ips like i'm not the biggest fan of elder scrolls or fallout or doom yeah. but the the weight that those ips carry in the gaming industry is absurd i actually am not sure how many other publishers have ips which stand on those levels i mean yeah sure you have square enix of final fantasy but mm, what else you know yeah. uh like God, is Sony gonna try and buy Nintendo? <laughs> like I, I just the is it yeah 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 no, I, I, Nintendo would be too big, but yeah, I yeah, know what you mean. Um, weirdly enough, just on the acquisition now, I'm just thinking like something's just popped into my head when you mentioned Fallout. There's now the opportunity for the original creators of Fallout yes. to work back on Fallout in Exile. Yeah, New Vegas too. Yeah. New I Vegas mean, 2, let's Obsidian, go. Obsidian, New Vegas 2, um, instead of Wasteland, like in Exile, have literally got Fallout back. They can... So yeah. the permutations are massive of the companies that could literally work on the IPs that 
the creates yeah. made. I so. mean, also in terms of uh, Western RPGs, I mean, Microsoft is now is now king basically because they have uh, Inkside, Obsidian, and uh, of course Bethesda Game Studios. Yeah. So okay. what's left? Bioware and uh, uh, Seed Project. I mean, yeah. those are the big ones. That's it. And I can't, yeah, I'm just thinking, I can't see anybody buying CD Project. Yeah, of course. Um, so, and like EA will probably shut down BioWare before thing before the end of the decade. In fact, I guarantee uh, it. Absolutely absurd. Um, but yeah, like we've uh, just mentioned, though, I really do think that this is going to be a really good thing for like a cross studio. Uh, collaboration yeah, yeah um yeah not just in terms of like sharing our ips but also sharing our engine technology like imagine if fallout 76 released in a world where someone at the publisher knew how to make an online game just someone anyone one person that's all they needed yeah also <laughs> i mean now you know now bethesda has all the money in the world or almost to you know upgrade its it's technology. <laughs> yes, finally. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. They can put their money where their mouth is and make some truly impressive next-gen games. Um, mm. I do wonder if this does mean a hardcore, no more Bethesda games being seen on Sony platforms from now on. I honestly Obviously, think that's going to happen after the two-timed exclusives. Yeah. Because I've, obviously, I think that would be best for Microsoft from from the hardware platform owner perspective. But uh, I, like I said, I think Sony should be willing to fold some car- hands of cards here, like and just just swallow their pride and kind of be really nice. <laughs> I just oh, uh, I just can't see it happening. No, me neither. You know, something else that I'm wondering if this could possibly push Sony more into. Uh, releasing more games on PC as well in order to collect more revenue. Of course, yeah. this also devalues yeah. the, the the PlayStation a bit. But uh, on the other end, uh, I mean, Microsoft is doing the same because they believe in the long run that uh, being on PC will uh, be more profitable. Well, I wonder. So. I wonder if long term we could see some perhaps small title exchanges between Microsoft and Sony, for example couple of years down the line, Horizon Zero Dawn on Xbox, Forza yeah. Horizon on PlayStation 5. Yeah. It sounds absurd right now. It's, yeah. Because, yeah, Chris, you're moaning and you're going, uh, I don't know. But also, if I said yesterday that Microsoft would buy Bethesda, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, oh, nah. So no, let's, let's put a pin in that one. Well, I wouldn't have said, oh, no. I would have said that the, the actual amount of money would be absurd. Um, I just remember when there were talks a year or two ago when there were talks about people buying CD Projekt Red, um, and I'm just like the absolute the the amount of money just for those I I I pegged at something like one and a half billion, At um, yeah. like seven point five billion dollars in cash for Zenimax. Like yeah, they, but, they'll uh, make their money back. They will make the money back. Yeah, it's I know. Long, it is over long term. That's that's interesting because uh, you know when when the rumor came about about uh, CD Projekt potentially getting acquired, you know, I and, I met uh, Zenimax as well at the same time, and I think I pegged Zenimax at about five billion. I was only off by a quarter, <laughs> a lot. 
Yeah, but I mean, uh, Zenimax is, I think, I think a better, better value for Microsoft than CD Projekt. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, well, CD, CD Projekt, Pro- uh, they're making one game at a time. Yeah. And it's not only that, they don't actually own the IPs that the game is making. Now, yeah. having said all of that, gentlemen, I actually do think Sado Project would be a really good investment for Sony. Because mm. let's put aside the games, let's put aside Cyberpunk and The Witcher, PC, plat- PC publishing. Gog. Sony don't have an, have an avenue into PC publishing. You know, they're going for Steam right now, but they don't have their own avenue like Microsoft do with the Windows Store. Gog, with millions of registered users already, would be a far, far better deal for them. Yeah. They would get a lot out of that. Obviously, not saying that's going to happen, yeah. but if Sony wanted to do something, anything to seem competitive in this, it would be that and a subscription service. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know what else not... they can do. It's an interesting idea. Of course, GOG could be could be a good acquisition for them. But like I said, uh, City Project Red has an an insane market cap right now. I mean, for for the value they have, of course, the game they make, uh, at least The Witcher Three, was uh, possibly one of the best games yeah. released in the last decade. But yeah, at the sure. same time, uh, the the market billion I think is now over two billion. Their market cap is now over $2 billion. I mean, that's just doesn't make sense. No, it's, a, it's all based on just people thinking. It, it's, based on, it's based on an IP they don't own, The Witcher. It's yes. going to be based on an, another IP that they're making, which they also don't own, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Again, they've got the game publishing rights and they've got the game development rights. They do own, I suppose they do own those rights, but they can't monetize it outside of video games. True. Which is limited. Uh, but, yes, yeah. true, but also you got to consider like if this acquisition were to happen, it wouldn't exclusively be them making the, the games. Yeah, yeah, you know? course, it would also yeah. be them having access to Sony's library of IPs. Yeah. You know? There's so many things that could happen but we're probably probably we're getting away from the off, point yeah. talking about Sony like, and Sony yeah Sony uh, we can talk all we like that nobody yeah. knows what's going off in the execs of Sony I imagine they've their heads of they like they it's it's night time for them now over in Japan um it's quite late so they're probably thinking they're probably not at work they're probably get settling up for bed they've just seen this on the news they're thinking oh tomorrow's going to be shit and then we'll it's, find, it's a yeah. it's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a yeah. thing. And but the, yeah, like go on, go on. Yeah, I was just no, saying. I was, go on. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. You, I was just going to say this is just such a massive move for Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, and also it will be interesting to see uh, how it changes the the pre-order uh, game. You know, between the two consoles because. Yes. Uh, as Dave pointed out, they've uh, made this, of course, this bomb, they made it explode just the day before the opening pre-orders for the Xbox series. Yeah. So I wonder if uh, if some some people who pre-order the yeah, PlayStation no, no 5 fucker, will... No fucker can buy, pre-order the play, PS5 anyway now, so they probably are going to pre-order an Xbox. Yeah, oh, so geez, it, it, you know, it could change quite a few minds. Yeah, so it's... Well, um, I'm just wondering, are we now going to see uh, all the all the Bethesda games, the current Bethesda games, popping up on Game Pass like tomorrow? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Again, and also, that'd be good. Value, yeah. Sword. I mean, 
check out this uh, this tweet. I mean, Bethesda acquisition price, uh, of course, seven point five billion, as we said. Yeah. Sony's uh, 2013-2019 operating profit eight billion. So that puts it into context. Wow. I mean, Microsoft is on is uh, on in another league in terms of size of the company. Yeah, I so. mean, to be like. <laughs> Operating profit, the acquisition price and operating profit price. It's not the it's not the ideal example because with an acquisition, yeah, like. But but I think I think it's more applicable here than it is in most cases because most of the time we are talking about billions in shares. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. of course this yeah. is cash, which, which it's different. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Say it's, th- it's three times. Yeah, three times the profit of. So Microsoft, yeah, Sony. It's literally the operating profit of Sony from 2013 to 2019. Yeah, absolutely so, insane. Yeah, it's it's madness. But Microsoft own the PC market. They've got the money. That the Xbox Studios can literally just brand, just go to Windows, the Windows department, and go. Uh, can I have a check, please? And that's it. Yeah. So uh, you know the the interesting thing is that. I think there has been a massive change within Microsoft at the leadership level, uh, you know, since uh, the new CEO took over, Nadia Sadella, because, uh, you know, he brought uh, Phil Spencer on board on the senior leadership team at Microsoft. And uh, actually, um, Spencer, uh, a couple of years ago, said something like, uh, you know, before... uh, before this uh, this change, we were like uh, the the boys playing uh, in a garage, you know. And yeah. now we're on the on the big stage, you know, as far <laughs> as the leadership at Microsoft goes. So it seems like Sadella, uh, Satya Nadella, sorry, uh, he really believes in gaming a lot, so he's willing to invest. Yeah, and that's fair enough. It's like they are they're the biggest publisher now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Behind Tencent, that's literally, as far as I'm aware now, there's there's only Tencent, a bigger game publisher than Microsoft. And that's uh, only because of the portions of games and publishers and yeah. developers there in worldwide. Oh yeah, of course, and of I mean they've got like almost sole access to the Chinese market for yeah. everything. So it's yeah, if if you discount Tencent and everybody loves to, we'll not get into that. Microsoft has just blown everything out of the water, so it's it is going to be interesting. Um, yeah. Obviously, you do include PC in this for Microsoft, so yeah, it's um, but this will put the Xbox literally on par, probably in, with the PlayStation. The future is going to be very interesting, especially yeah. considering we're only two months away from the next consoles. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm not the biggest Bethesda fan. Like, yeah, for the for the last console generation, I can't, I don't. Other than Doom, I'd say I'm not sure there is a Bethesda published title that I'm crazy about. You know, um, but even having said that, it's impossible to deny the fact that when a Bethesda game launches, it is the biggest game of the week. Yeah, it doesn't matter which one it is. It's the biggest game of the week, biggest game of the month, whenever a Bethesda game launches. And the fact that Microsoft has just secured that. Hmm. It's truly, it's truly crazy. It's, yeah. it's truly crazy. Yeah, I honestly also, don't think I've got much more to say about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, 
Personally, I am a rather big fan of Bethesda, uh, so yeah, but uh, all the same, it, it doesn't really change much for me because I was already planning to get a PS5, but also I have a gaming PC, so I, yeah. I can just get, uh, you know, all those games on PC. And I was but, actually going to say, like, I don't have sales numbers in front of me, but if I was to make an assumption, I would assume that a majority of Bethesda's bigger fans play their games on PC, because... Games like Skyrim, Fallout, Doom, Wolfenstein, I think those are better suited to PPC experiences than console They are, but I think they, like ever since Oblivion, the the balance moved in favour of consoles. Yeah. Um, because the first Bethesda games on consoles were on Xbox, I think. So Yeah, 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 yeah Morrowind. Morrowind, Morrowind yeah. Good times. <laughs> but, no, uh, you know, yeah. so, something I wanted to ask Dave is... Uh, how do you think uh, Nintendo factors into this? Because um, Bethesda has, uh, has supported uh, the Switch quite a lot, so you're you know also losing a few games. In the future. So yeah, good point. Um, so obviously Nintendo, as always, are the outlier in the gaming industry, and I don't think this is going to be a massive impact for them. I definitely think we're still going to see Doom Eternal come to Nintendo Switch whenever it does. And in fairness, Microsoft have been, as I said earlier, very good at releasing their games on Switch with the two Ori games, Cuphead, and I think I might be forgetting one, I'm not sure. Minecraft, there we go. (laughs) Um, So we've already seen Microsoft be fairly supportive of Nintendo Switch thanks to the benefit of it being an outlier and not really part of the main console war competition. So I don't think this will be too intrusive. However, I, I do wonder if it's going to mean that the Switch will take even more of a backseat in terms of development than it already has. Mm. I mean, obviously, since the announcement of Doom Eternal, they were like, this is coming same day as the other console versions. And now, <laughs> several months after Doom Eternal released, and we're like, uh... so... On that yeah. note, though, I do really hope that Microsoft uh, have, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't say that they're the best uh, games ever that have come out over the last gen, yeah. other than a few, as Alessio said earlier, uh, but they do put games out there. They get them made, they get them done, and they work, and sometimes Bethesda need, needs some of that. They need some yeah. making Fallout games. 76. Yeah, well, not just Fallout 76, but the amount of games that they have sort of displayed, especially Bethesda's own internal team, not like id and stuff and machine games, but they're saying, hey, we've got Starfield, we've got Elder Scrolls 6, no trailers, even though we announced them years ago. They need a kick. They need a kick, and hopefully some of the some of the production teams at Microsoft can give them the assistance they need to actually have games made. I get the feeling they'll not do that. Just because they've been successful, with the exception, obviously, of 76, they're their method so far has been successful, so I think Microsoft will stay hands off until, as they have done with recent acquisitions. I only think they'll go hands on is if the if Bethesda Game Studios stops being worth the money, if their if their delays are so long, and it stops being well it stops being profitable. That's when Microsoft will start looking and thinking, yeah, that's not. Imagine if they just. Business. Yeah, imagine if they just slapped up an Elder Scrolls collection and a Fallout collection on Game Pass. Just, just boom. Here's, here's all of the Elder Scrolls we could make work. Well, weirdly, <laughs> well, weirdly enough, that's what I was just. That's what I said. I, I, I may, I, yeah, tomorrow. It won't be tomorrow, but yeah, 
before the end they, of the year? Yeah, because of the Xbox backwards compatibility as well, they could easily just go Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, boom. Yeah, and also, you know, with the Series X, for example, you get a lot of, uh, a lot of upgrades in terms of uh, load speed, textures, resolution, even, even auto HDR. So. Yes, I was going <laughs> to say that. Hopefully, yeah, so. hopefully one of these days they will uh, get some extra ray tracing tech in there. I want to see Skyrim ray tracing. Let's go. <laughs> you came on PC with mods. Oh, here we go. That's that's what I wanted. You know, yeah. all I'm thinking now is three, four, five episodes ago, we were all joking about Skyrim coming to the next gen. Hmm. It's going to happen. It it's is. just going to happen in Game Pass. It is, yeah. That's, that makes it okay by me, as long as they don't, they don't want me to pay for it. <laughs> well, you are Crazy. paying for it. It's a subscription. <laughs> yeah, no. I, mean, uh, I think Microsoft, uh, you know, when when we'll be able to do E3 conferences again, how big will it have to be? Like Just three hours? Day. Just a day. <laughs> They're going to have to cut it up into sections. They're going to have to cut day. it up into sections. Sorry, like, it's going to be a day. It'll start at, it start at 9am and it'll finish at 6pm. I think they should have, like, each game studio just make their own little 15-minute trailer and stick it up on YouTube, and you can just watch them in whatever order you want. Oh, yeah. You know? No guarantees we'll have E3 next year, but again... Uh, yeah. But we are running out of things to say, yeah, but before yeah. we go anywhere, I do have something uh, tangentially related to Microsoft say, and that is um, Playground Games are hiring uh, lead scriptwriters for Fable, and oh my god, that game is not going to come out for years. I saw your Jeez. tweet earlier. Yeah, if they're on the script writing stage right now, that means they barely they they've barely even they've not even got a story properly yet. They've just about figured out what's going. They pretty on. much know there's there's going to be a guy and he's going to fight yeah. the big bad evil and win. Yeah, that's all they've got. But you know now now Microsoft doesn't have the problem of oh my god when is Fable launching because. I mean, each year they'll yeah, have, they have, I don't oh my know, when Zelda Scrolls launching. I mean, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll have uh, Avowed, they have Starfield, Elder Scrolls 6, Fable, so, I mean, they can sort of space them about a year, be- you know, between yeah, uh, each other. None of and... those games are coming out in 2021. None of them. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, such is life. But yeah, so... Yeah, it's good. It's it's interesting. It's massive, and it's a surprise. And um, can I have sure my cut of the seven point five billion, please? Please. Just I 1%. think we're all done. I have nothing to finish off with yeah. except saying this is a pretty huge megaton, and I'm excited to see what the next couple of years are going to look like. Yeah, it is probably the the biggest megaton in the <laughs> in the history of the industry, at least in the last twenty years. So yeah. Right, I think that's it, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. The entrenchment begins. <laughs> so, that's us signing up. Your <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. See you then.